and welcome to the very first Spotlight with me, your willing and hopefully able host, Ruth Medjbert. This is my very first radio show, so please be kind. On this show, I intend to bring you a guide to all the good stuff that's happening in Dublin uh, and the surrounding areas and beyond the pale and pretty much all of Ireland. Um, I'll be here on your radio and on Spotify, broadcasting for two amazing hours per week. We'll look at everything, arts, culture, community-related stuff. That could mean theatre shows, art exhibitions, new pubs in your area, fantastic new restaurants, farmer's markets, festivals, gigs, and absolutely everything in between. We'll also be sharing some brand new Irish music, exclusively Irish music. I can't stress that enough. All I'm going to be playing on this radio show is Irish music. Because if there is one thing we do extremely well here on our little island, it's music. You might be thinking, who is this woman on my radio? Why am I doing this? Uh, So let me just kind of introduce myself. My name is Ruth. I am a music photographer, but at my utmost, I am a Dubliner. I'm a Dubliner born, bred and buttered in the Owl Rotunda on the north side of our city. I love this country and I love the arts. I am a photographer by trade. I specialise in live music. I spent my teens and my 20s at four or five gigs a week, soaking in all the music that Ireland had to throw at me at the time. Nowadays is no different. You'll find me down the front at all the major gigs and festivals with my camera absolutely immersed in it and losing my mind. So I'd like to share not just my passion for Irish bands, but also my grow for the Irish arts. My favourite things to do are... Um, kind of gallery hop from day to day at the weekend, going from IMA to the RHIA to the National Gallery to the Crawford to anywhere that I can just see show after show. I also love finding out about new pop-up restaurants in town or where's the best place to go roller skating of a weekend or even just, you know, sitting in a pub, listening to an owl lad telling stories before he breaks into song. They're the things I love to listen to and I love to find and explore. And that's what I want to share with you if you'll have me. So let's start as we mean to go on with some Irish music. This next track is from a fantastic new collaboration, which we all love, between Dahi and Alva Reddy, both of whom seem to be really hitting their stride of late. Dahi, of course, playing new songs with Paul Noonan of Bellex One under the moniker of Houseplants, which I'm sure we're going to be playing a lot more of on this show. And Alva Reddy is gearing up to release her debut album next year. The tune is called Sunset, and have a listen to this. What do you mean? Last time we spoke, you said you miss me, and I've been lying awake, always overthinking. You act like it never happened. I tried to do the same, but since you cracked me wide open, I can't look at it that way. Oh, come on, you know These things are never easy Oh, come on, you know These things 
things are never easy If you can't even look at me Then just stare at the sunset I know it's getting was a glorious new tune by Dahi and Alva Reddy called Sunset, which was recorded in the Beekeeper's Lodge down in County Clare. So from Sunset to Sunlight, a new track from the duo Driven Snow, who are, of course, Kieran, who's ex-Delorentos, and Emily, who is ex-Republic of Luce. They're married with kids. And how adorable is this that they recorded this up in Attica Studios in Donegal, where they decamped along with the kids and the grandparents and made this beautiful tune. Well, I know I'm troubled Cos I've always been I give up the teachings For a life of sin And I bring problems Like a mountain range But I never met someone Made me want to change And I know you think you've Heard it all before That I just run away
Sunlight by Driven Snow. I'd like to play another tune for you straight away, if that's okay. Again, by a fabulous Irish artist called Sorka Richardson. Now, her second album is called Smiling Like an Idiot and will be released on September 23rd. Let's listen to what she says there for a second, reading from her bio. Shark Eyes, this song that we're about to play, is about being totally infatuated with someone who you know isn't as interested in you as you are in them. (laughs) I feel like she's, you know, she's speaking to the masses here. Apparently it's about following your darker and more destructive impulses and allowing yourself to be taken for a bit of a ride. Now, this is brilliant because it matches up so perfectly with the music video that she um, has recently put out, which, you know, she's falling in love with this girl at a house party, but no one tells you, not her bio, not anyone else tells you that in the video she is randomly pushing Irish comedian Michael Fry around in a shopping trolley. <laughs> Sorga is playing at Electric Picnic this year and I would highly advise you to go and check her out. Have a listen to this song. It's called Shark Eyes. There's a blue light outside the store The bell chimes with the sliding doors Got my shark eyes, so it won't be long Leave a car outside with the engine on We pass the flowers, 
tickets for cars to see in the spotlight But you wear it while I call you first prize I'm probably tell
song by Sorka Richardson, Shark Eyes, and you can catch her down at Electric Picnic this year. Now, on to what's happening in Dublin City Centre. I want to give you plenty of time to go and buy tickets to a performance that I think you are going to adore. Now, we all know the Dublin Fringe Festival happens in September and so many amazing shows come to our city and are produced here and are made here. There's one in particular that I would love to shine the L spotlight on. Um, It's by Emmett Kirwan, who you will know from productions such as Dublin Old School, which was an incredible show that even made it into a film and you can see on Netflix and all of that. You know, he's no stranger to the stage. This is a new show that he has put together. Um, it's called Accents. And I, I, listen to this. It's the sound of your voice is the sound of your family, your community and where you're from. It can lift you and lay you down. The show was written by Emmett Kirwan, composed by Owen French and directed by Claire O'Reilly. Uh, apparently it's a it's a powerful, poetic journey through a gentrified city. It's a transformative new show about the arrival of new life, uh, the families we try to create, the families we may never have, and the post-crash boom generation living a life delayed. Now, you and I and probably a lot of people listening will hard relate to that and I just think it sounds like an incredible show. Emmett always seems to capture the mood and the vibe of the city and the generation and people who are you know up in sticks and leaving and he really just seems to put it all to the forefront in a very raw sense um, so I'm desperately looking forward to seeing this. It's, uh, tickets are on sale at the moment tickets are available from about 16 to 20 euro depending on where you sit and what night you go. Uh, previews are on the 10th of September. That's what I got my ticket for. But your performances run from the 11th to the 17th of September. But right now, I'd like to share some of Emmett's kind of older work. Uh, it's how I first came to know him. And it's a piece called Just Saying. And it was released on YouTube with a glorious video filmed by Dave Tynan in which Emmett is just walking around Dublin city centre in what feels like the dead of night and all you see is, you know, taxis and people stumbling out of clubs and whatever. It was made nine years ago. And when you listen to the lyrics of this, I really need you to just kind of sink into it and give it a moment and listen to what he's saying and, and go with the narrative. Because even though it was it's nine years old at this point, it's so painfully relevant today to, to people who are just graduating from college, from people who are trying to make a living, from people who are unsure whether they have the facilities needed and the money needed to start a family. And I really think that it's something that we can all, we can all just horrifically relate to. This is Just Saying, a poem by Emmett Kirwan. Um, have a little listen to this and like I said, try and sink into it. I'm just saying you might get sick of the waiting round. They're waiting for buses and girls, but one's late and one's not coming at all, and I don't know which is which anymore. I'm just saying it's plans, not TVs out the windows now. And you might get sick of waiting for the lights to change, but in the meantime, it's all still nightlife. Track four, red arse, old runners, casual sets, Xbox heroics, double yellows, Lewis tickets for roaches, black pudding, ish gigs. Change points, handball, bookies, pens, and I can't afford the banter anymore. I'm trying to keep the faith, and I still believe in Beulies and Elvis, but you might get sick of waiting for the days when you're not always looking over your shoulder. But the streets ruined on me now. 
And I can't walk down them without thinking about it. I'm just saying, you might get sick of the wet weeks, the wet socks, the wet jeans, the wet funerals, the wet streets. It's all getting a little harder to justify. And it's too late to be screaming, we are your friends, our heads in a gaff. You've never been before, and you'll never be again. Sydney and London swallow up your mates. Any crack? No. Who's all woofed off? But there's always reasons for optimism. McGowan and McGrath still walk this earth, but we can't be far off now. And I'm still waiting for that perfect summer's forever day of long shadows and lens flares. You get one weekend in May and you go eight-ish. You get lobster burnt to fuck. And that's all you get. But you don't know until August. But come next May, you're forced in line in Port Marnock Strand and your togs and goosebumps grinning like a fucking lunatic. I keep thinking, can we have a little bit of restraint? But I don't want to talk. Someone once told me the third secret of Fatima, but I was pissed and I forgot it. I'll probably never see the winter sauces at Newgrange, but as long as we can like this, we're all grand and we're all connected. I'm just saying, you can feel every night talking about the one before. Magnificent bastards in the lost city of Dutch gold. Empty taxi, danger taxi, racist taxi. Crouching tiger, hidden nagging, smoking sections, 90s babies, Zaytun or empty pockets. The fear, the St. Christopher texts, the flood of tea and excuses and unrest drowning and all the charm and sclop. You've missed out. With the same photos as everyone else to prove it. I'm just saying, sometimes we're too tough on ourselves. Most of the time we're not tough enough. And the girls that are left here, they're not that bad. They just need to not be so easily convinced. You never fool anyone that you're from the beach cities and you don't need to. But we're at our holiest when it's the last song. We're soaked in pub juice and desperate. When the boys' choir tells us to look each day and night in the eye and the gorgeous giddy promise of a Friday gives way to Scab smokes and kebab wrappers. I'm just saying the specials were bang on about everything but the clubs closing down. And the answers aren't on Camden Street and they never were. Or in the middle of the crowd, out of your snack box. And I'm still trying to find the glow. And the crack is dead. And the wheel keeps turning. And the days take months and the year flies. And then it's lads on boat home with Christmas crawls and soggy resolutions. I'm just saying you might get sick of it all. But you might miss it too. There's 10 good reasons to go, but a thousand tiny ones not to. And I don't know which is which anymore. That beautiful piece of poetry you just heard there um, was by Emmett Kirwan. Nine years old, but still, like I said, painfully relevant. The next piece of music I would like to play for you, 
um, comes from an act called Talos, who are from County Cork. But as I mentioned previously, the composer on accents, Emmett Kieran's new play, is by own French, who is aka Talos. So it's perfect that I should line up this track by him. It's called All Hours. Have a listen to this. I know that you waited In a California garden Now it's so sudden to see you're rolling The cupboards get taped in And the canyon calls you over While we wait on the corners of shoulders A sea dawns we leave Our temples are common in gold Hide when it's wild in the snow I'll leave when the gardens are darkest I'll was Talos with the beautiful All Hours and you can hear more of his music and his composition skills in Accents which runs which runs on the Dublin Fringe Festival in September. I am very excited today to welcome my 
first musical guest on Spotlight, the ever fabulous Quee Debarra. You may know Quee from her other guys as Wyvern Lingo, one of three amazing women who are out there rocking all festival season, who I absolutely adore. But we have Quee doing her highly anticipated solo work today. She has just released her first EP called Picket, and she's going to chat to me today, hopefully, and play a few songs. You're very welcome, Queen. Hey, thanks for having me. Oh, thank you so much for joining me. Now, while we're recording this, you are about to set off on a scooter tour of Ireland. Yes. Uh, and when this episode airs, you are probably going to be on the road somewhere. Yeah. Um, so for those that don't know, you're not on tour with Scooter, as <laughs> some people are kidding. Scooter! Yeah, you are on a 50cc scooter. Yeah. Okay, yeah. you need to tell me about this. I've had, I've had this scooter since... Uh, since I was in college, so like 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Oh well, eight years. Let's be let's be generous. Uh, and so I, I just always had this idea uh, to just like take off with it, you know, and just like go all around the country. And then, you know, it's such a luxury to be a musician because you can have such a, a a very clear exchange with the places that you go by doing gigs. So I'm I'm uh, yeah, I've booked in a handful of dates in some of the locations that I'm staying in. I can stay for a few days and maybe write some music and kind of respond to what's going on a little bit. Uh, so I'm. So excited! That sounds so nice. It's so freeing because normally when you talk to bands, they're like, "Oh, we've rented a splitter van and we have to do it in five days, otherwise yeah. it's going to cost us a fortune." And it's literally a whistle top store, a whistle stop store, mm-hmm. and they're doing like all the kind of like the usual venues, bang, bang, bang. Yeah. But you're gonna lean into it and soak yeah. it up. Yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm aiming for venues that are more intimate shows. Like some of them won't have PA's. You know, I'm uh, yeah, I'm really trying to make. I suppose, uh, a very memorable experience for, for the audience and for me. Let's be real. <laughs> and just logistics-wise, because yeah. that's where my brain goes. How do you fit all of your gear and how, you know, you're not allowed 50cc scooters on the motorway, right? No, no, no. How no, does no. this work? No, no, no. This is a back road situation. Uh, yeah, but, the, you know, that's the crack. That's the crack. I'm going the scenic route. We're taking we're taking the long road. Um, Are you doing it on your own? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <gasps> oh god. Yeah. Yeah. So so I mean you know you have to think small, Ruth. Like okay. I you know I I've uh, I I've got my tiny guitar. Yeah. Uh, Which I love, by the way. Thank you, so you You rocked up here to the studio today to do a session for us, and I instantly looked at you and went, "Where's your guitar?" As in, no, you forgot it, and you're doing music. So I'm gonna I'm gonna audio describe this for people listening. Mm-hmm. You have the cutie patootie guitar. That's officially what it's called. <laughs> it is the most compact, smallest little electric guitar I've ever seen in my life. And you don't tune it at like the top of the fret. You tune it in the in the kind of body of it. This mm-hmm. you know layman's terms here, and it's tiny and it's, it's tiny, tiny and it's cute. And it's pink, and you've got a pink lead and a pink capo, and it's adorable. It's adorable. Yeah, I I, I call it the pink spatula. The pink, because it is. It's, it's just got a bit of a spatula vibe to it. Yeah. Uh, and so this is going to go on the, on the bike with you. Yes. Okay. Yes, I've already, I took it for a, a test spin yesterday, actually. So it it sits very happily on top of my pannier bags. And uh, as we're recording this, I'm not sure exactly how everything's going to fit, but I pride myself in my spatial awareness so yeah. uh, it's going to be great you'll be fine maybe you're going to have to like take out see if that was me going on tour I'd be like I have five pairs of shoes and yeah. 16 pairs of dungarees so I'm presuming you need to streamline this yes I need to I plan outfits of uh, clothes that don't wrinkle 
and uh, wear the boots that I'm wearing just the whole time. Yeah. And I, yeah, and bring bar soap to wash with, please God, sometime <laughs> along the way. <laughs> I think you'll be fine. I mean, I'm laughing at this now because I'm so confident that you're going to ace this and everyone's just going to be so welcoming of you rolling into town on your little scooter. Yeah. Like, she's here, she's here. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you can't just get, you can't get better content than this. So I, know, right? <laughs> I expect to be following you on Instagram. And I think by the time this show airs, you will have a couple more shows to do. So mm-hmm. if you're listening to this and then you see Queda Barra rolling into town on a scooter, um, give her a big round of applause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what's happening. Yeah, yeah. She's been yeah. through a lot. Um, <laughs> so you've been through a lot, but um, so shall we play a tune? Yeah. Come, and then you'll come back to me and, and chat some more about your yeah. fantastic life. Uh, what's the tune you'd like to play for us first? Um, I'm going to do a song called Messy Head. Great. Um, it's the it's this I released two songs uh, first on the fifteenth of July and this was the second one and um, it's actually the but it's the first song that I ever started working on that I was like oh I think I want to do a solo thing <gasps> oh I think this is this is just yeah you lit the touch paper this is the song yeah yeah Great. yeah sort of thing so I've been working on it for a while and uh, it yeah. It's I, I'm very fond of it, even if it's not everybody else's favorite. So that's what's important to me. I'm sure we'll Hee-hee. love it. Rock on. <laughs>
Finky. She makes some noise as to yeah. you. That was gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. I have loads of questions because yeah. they're just sparking questions in Great. my mind. So come here, tell me, when you said that you, you wrote that one and you instantly knew that that was like, oh, I want to kind of do the solo mm. thing. What's the difference now? Because you obviously, you play with Wyvern Lingo who are on a little bit of a hiatus at mm-hmm. the moment, um, probably because you've been together since you were teenagers yeah. and every band needs to take a little break. Oh, gotcha. What was the difference there? Was it that you wrote that song and you knew it wasn't a Wyvern song, it was a Queen of Paris mm. song? Like, how, how does that come about now? Yeah, you know, uh, I think that question stopped me from from working on solo stuff for a long time because, you know, it's a totally valid is what separates it. Mm. Um, so it was kind of just the intention behind it. I knew I didn't want to collaborate on it, I guess. I knew that I, it felt very kind of um, guttural is the word that I want to say, but I don't know if that's the right word. <laughs> yeah. But it felt like a kind of a very personal catharsis that, I wanted to, yeah, just just that it felt more like a pure th- offering from me, and sometimes, uh, if yeah, it can feel like it that gets a bit, can be a bit diluted for want of a of a nicer word, but you know that that gets compromised a little bit when you work on it with other people, and I just wanted it to feel really. F- so uh, you wanted yeah. it, it was it was a pure quee song as yeah. opposed to a, let's offer this up to the wyvern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so talk to me a little bit about Wyvern Lingo because like I said you guys is it right that you've been together since you were teenagers yeah yeah. three women in a band together since you, know, you were teenagers we're very agreeable characters you know so <laughs> we, you uh, are I'm very grateful you know, that I know each of you personally and yeah. I can vouch for that You're, yeah so so I mean and, and like what a what a privilege it is for us to have kind of found each other when we were just about to start secondary school and then like within secondary schools when like, we went through different bands set up and formations and stuff and then eventually decided on Wyvern Lingo for like a Christmas concert oh. one year, do you know? And then, and so playing music together has always just been a, I suppose, a side effect of us being friends, um, which is really nice. And and then for that reason, we didn't try to do it properly for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, and not till we released our first EP, The Widow Knows in 2014. Mm. Is that wrong? That might be wrong. Maybe it's <laughs> earlier. But anyway, it wasn't until then that we were like, ah, oh, let's give this a go, mm. do you know? And so then it was kind of intense for a few years of like, right, this is what we're doing, this is what we're doing. Uh, which is, which, I mean, you know, great fun, really good. It was it was the best thing for all of us. Um, and I think until now, I didn't really think that I could motivate myself to do solo stuff. I, f- I feel I really need external mm. someone else being like, that's good, do that. Or I ne- I'm expecting this from you and I need you to deliver this on a deadline. Uh, in fact, recording my solo stuff came about that way because um, Joe McGraw and Hellfire Studios basically came to a gig one night and was like, if you're recording solo stuff, I would love to do it and let's talk about money sometime in the future. Wow. And I still haven't paid him. That's <laughs> generous. I feel like if he gets points on this EP, he'd be doing well. So yes. Be yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, you know. yeah. Do you know, so just it, just kind of getting that, that vote of confidence uh, from people has been kind of crucial to... I think we all done. need that. I yeah. think any creative that's out there putting their own work out into the mm-hmm. world, it, self-motivation is a huge thing. And mm-hmm. also, you know, your your own kind of lack of confidence. I think, now correct me if, if I'm wrong, but I think it's something that women suffer from. We suffer from uh, imposter syndrome a little bit mm. harder than our male counterparts sometimes. Yeah. So we do, you know, we do kind of have to push ourselves and, and build each other up. And I guess when you're in a band with two of your friends, your female friends, you're building each other up daily. Totally. And that just sounds so positive and so healthy and such a lovely yeah. place to be it is it is lovely I mean I, I it, it's totally a lovely place to be at the, at the same time just, just 
I, I feel like we um kind of maybe stopped challenging each other in, mm. in in certain ways you know because we're we're as I say we're all very nice and we all want each other to be happy so oh. it's kind of interesting to to work with other people then and, and be like oh this person doesn't know all of my weaknesses and flaws and all the things that I'm self-conscious about mm. and you know what I mean so like the girls and I would never pick at those sort of things in each other even though someone else in a professional setting would might have to yeah you know to bring external criticism is always good totally. when you're on a creative path yeah and um, you did say one thing to me uh, before we started this interview that I'd like to touch upon mm. right little pinky as you call her you're actually she's buzzing away while I turn off the amp quickly she's just making a little like clack yeah Higgly, ploop. Uh, and we come back Sorry, my little pinky. Okay. It's kind of so, a creepy name for it. I just started calling her that. <laughs> uh, I'll start that again. Um, there is one thing that I would like to touch upon, if you don't mind. It's something mm-hmm. that you mentioned to me there while you were unpacking um, your guitar, a little pinky, as we <laughs> should call her, <laughs> your tiny little pink guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something that I find, um, I, you know, I hate bringing this up all the time because it's pointless and it's ridiculous, but like being a woman in a male-dominated industry, mm-hmm. which is a thing. It's you know a thing, what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, I shoot music. I'm a music photographer. I'm surrounded by a lot of men on crews. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. I go away in a crew of 100 people and there might only be five women. So, mm-hmm. you know, and it's changing and it's changing for the better, but that doesn't mean that it's not difficult on the day-to-day basis. Yeah. You mentioned that you can now have a little pinky guitar (laughs) because you don't feel like it's too girly for a girl band. Yes. I mean, tell me a little bit about that. Is that something that's in your your brain a lot? Do you think about consciously about being too girly playing guitar? Certainly, I I mean, I don't now, but certainly uh, when we were Wyvern Lingo uh, trying to like put ourselves forward as... uh, three women in a band even though that's kind of was just incidental you know it wasn't mm. put together that way um yeah we were we were trying to cast a wide net you know and you're afraid that if you if you go for like if you make pink part of your color palette that you'll be alienating audiences I mean I don't know how valid that is really do you know but it, it's weird that it is a thought it'd be a yeah. thought for me as well I'd yeah. never wear pink turning up for work you know work in a rock show because mm. I'd just be feel like they'd be just going oh, who's that girl over there do yeah. you know that like girl it's as completely. if it's a bad word do you know yeah. Yeah, yeah, whereas yeah. now I feel a little bit more confident in my career that I can own it and you're yeah. probably kind of at the same stage where now we're like yeah pink all so pink what? everything <laughs> like yeah I think we have like bands like Haim and St. Vincent to thank for that yeah you know, especially St. Vincent with her whole guitar range of these female kind of le- like designed guitars that yeah. fit around your boobs a lot easier. Yeah, that's you know yeah, that's, that's what, what we, we, we should be promoting. Boob guitars, boob guitars. <laughs> <laughs> so come here to me, right? So Wyvern on a, are on a hiatus. You're bringing out this amazing EP, um, but that's not the you know that you've a lot of changes going on in your life mm. at the moment. Mm-hmm. You, like so many of our peers and friends and colleagues and everyone else in the music industry, in the arts world, in Dublin, have done what feels like a very painful mass emigration of late. Mm. You're included in that. Yeah. You've gone and left us. I know. <laughs> you, you live in Germany now, right? I, yeah, 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 I do. Yeah, I've, I've, um, I've, I've just moved back to Berlin. I was in Leipzig. I'm back in Ireland a hilarious amount, like... Because you love us. I, I, I love Ireland. I'm busy in Ireland, but uh, I can't afford to live here. I, it's cheaper for me to fly back than to pay rent here. Otherwise, I'd be living with my mum, which, you know, I, I did that for long enough and life's for living, do you know? Yeah. It's like, we, you know what? We have nothing against, you know, our parents who can happily take yeah. us in, which is great. But when you reach a certain age, it becomes ridiculous. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. this this whole, you know, argument of like, sure, can she move back in with your folks? It's like, I shouldn't have to. Absolutely. You know, we're missing yeah. out on a lot of things. Yeah. And, you know, this keeps coming up in the rhetoric so many times and so many people's art practices as mm-hmm. well, you know, yeah. about 
God, we're all moving, we're all moving. But do you love it there? Is it working out for you? What's Berlin like? I I love Berlin. I, I've made friends with some really great people that have a uh, recording studio on a boat, which uh, I use as my rehearsal room. Um, and there's a few bands there, so there's so there's a total scene. Like I feel like I have, yeah, I've I've I've. I've met some really great people there and and what I love about Germans is that they're very serious about fun. You know, like <laughs> like you know, it's hard work to keep studio boats and to live on boats and to have this kind of like of cool thing going on, but it's really worth it. It's I it's a similar kind of mentality for me with the the scooter tour. I think like it's there's a lot of logistics and effort and brain power that goes into doing something so whimsical, you know? It's like uh, you have to really be on top of your stuff like so uh I just I love Berlin. It's such a vibrant city and it's it's cool to be poor. It's not like <laughs> it's not like other cities like London where you do you know what I mean you get yeah. swallowed yeah. up whole, you know. So it's like um Maybe, yeah, I think I think that's what our generation has to has to just that's be our mantra. It's cool mm, to be poor. Yeah, you know, if we can manage to make it live, or make make a living out of it in some way, mm-hmm. shape, or form, uh, while doing very structured whimsy, I think we'll go totally. I feel like in I feel like in Dublin, you know, you you can't find a workaround. You can't find a way to work around the the very expensive system that's in place. You know, that they just try and like stub you out wherever you can. Like you know, like I. You know, I would love to live on a houseboat in Dublin and it's just proving to be even more and more impossible. It is impossible. Yeah. I have friends of mine who live on a houseboat and uh, but they have to live in Salins, which is a mm-hmm. good drive away yeah. because Waterways Ireland or whoever it is that controls the network mm-hmm. are like, no, you can't live here. You Absolutely, can't live. Yeah. So, you know, they're literally being forced out so yeah. you know up the river mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, yeah. I think yeah a lot of people are, are kind of echoing your statements that we do feel like we're being squeezed out of the mm-hmm. city so maybe if enough of us voice our concerns mm-hmm. yeah and kind of prove to people like this and it's worth investing in culture it's worth investing in music and art and all the amazing yeah. things maybe we will see people coming back to yeah. Dublin I yeah. hope I, I hope know. that you would come back and live with us sometime. I mean I like ultimately I'd love to move back to Ireland but I yeah at this moment it, there's such a frustration and a kind of, you know, when you see any sort of progress or I don't know, there things building up in the city and there's this really like, it's nothing to do with the people of Dublin is the feeling. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's for some other agenda that isn't actually serving. Yeah. It's a commercial people. agenda. Yeah. 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 I know. Dublin isn't really designed for Dubliners. No. Which is heartbreaking. It's, yeah, totally devastating. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, that's really sad. <laughs> <laughs> really, really sad. Um, but it's such a shame because there's so many passionate and like prolific talented. artists and talented people, yeah. you know, so it's, it's 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 a it's a huge shame. Yeah, I yeah. think you know I saw this happen before when I graduated college in two thousand and seven, and you know I couldn't afford to live here, so I moved away for a year, but came back because my heart was broken because I really loved Dublin yeah. so much, and you know like you said about London, I was being swallowed whole. But then you did see people return mm-hmm. when things got better. Yeah, yeah you yeah. know, and things got more affordable, and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. so maybe we'll we'll think about it on a positive note and say yes. maybe things will get better. Yes, yes, me yeah. and you will win the Euro Millions. Millions, and we will set up a massive commune of artists, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right here in the studios of yeah. Dublin City FM. Perfect. Um, have you got one more tune in you for yes. us? Yes. Yeah. What's this one called? Um, this one is called Skirting Board Bonfire, oh. and uh, it's 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 a it's a real it's a song about a, a I suppose a, a real lack of of trust. Um, but the actual the title comes from when I was um 
I was going out with this lad who lived in the most depressing bed sitting turn here and like the it was just like the bed was a pull out couch and the tap was constantly dripping and uh, it was so cold that we were literally pulling the skirting boards off the wall to, to burn them in the fireplace. That sounds like Angela's ashes. Yeah, it was. <laughs> That's not it, how life should it was be. Next level grim. Next level I grim. I mean, I feel like I could share my own horror stories, but yeah. it's not going to do any of us yeah. any good. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's very powerful. I mean, it kind of just shows what exactly what we've been saying is that yeah. that's what's become affordable for young people in Ireland today. Completely, yeah. I mean, we're harking back to tenement life. And mm-hmm. it's, you know, you're looking at 14 Henrietta Street as a tourist attraction because they look at like, oh, there's 15 people living here. I'm like, yeah. There's a lot of those everywhere. Yeah. Modern day. Yes. This is not an old thing. It's not dead. This is what was happening to yeah. people, to artists and to everyone. We're mm-hmm. all living in those situations. So it's quite an apt song for you to yeah, play us out true. on. I have one more question for you because mm-hmm. it came up in your last song and I didn't ask you. What's a thicket or should I know? Uh, a thicket is like, um, it's like, a, I suppose, a ditch or like a thick growth of, oh. of vines and stuff. So like... Every day's a school day Very for me. Very like dense and yeah. So you you named your EP after this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, I I I didn't know what to name it, and I had some pretty cheesy names in mind for a while, and then I like, was, you know, it was one of those like I sat up in bed being like, take it, because <laughs> <laughs> it's uh yeah it's actually I did a photo shoot with with Elias Grace, and he got me on top of Hoth Head walking through the the shrubs there, and I was like ah that actually that serendipitously worked out really well to like to hark into one of the lyrics in the songs. Right. Um, and what I like about it is it's a kind of like natural confusion is what a thicket is. And that's kind of how I feel about the EP. <laughs> I'm naturally confused by the naturally title because I just didn't know what it was. So yeah, that's perfect. fantastic. So you're going to play us out now. Uh, Keita Barr, thank you so much for joining me. Um, and hopefully you're on your merry way in real life on your scooter tour around Ireland. And not in some sort of, you know, pickup. Uh, truck or, 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 in, know, a or in a thicket or in a thicket indeed <laughs> okay thank you so much nice one
trust is the reigner My senses are rusting And you'd never say I sense a a beautiful live song by Quee de Barra. If you want to find out more about her scooter tour of Ireland, you can check out her socials. Her Instagram is Quee de Barra, which is C-A-O-I-D-E-B-A-R-R-A. Quee de Barra on Instagram. You can follow her there for all the good cracks driving on her scooter around Ireland playing tunes. Now... If you're looking for something to do this weekend, I have you covered. Now, don't we all love eating clean, delicious food that's ethical and local and also like wine and cheese? <laughs> let's let's be honest, I was going to say, which leads me up to tell you about the Honest to Goodness Market. Okay, if you live in Dublin City, you will probably already know about this, but maybe you don't. And that's my job is to bring you these things. There is a food market that happens every Saturday morning in Glasnevin in in an industrial estate of all places. It's like an eclectic mix of mostly locally produced food. Um, Now, when you drive up, you're going to be like, this is a big warehouse. What am I doing here? But trust me, walk in and everything is at your fingertips. There is a beautiful bakery. There's even a butcher's. There's Charlene that does her vegan chocolate stand. There's delicious coffee down the back. And there's all sorts of market stall holders and craftspeople and traders. You can spend a nice guts of a couple of hours on a Saturday morning easing yourself into the day down at this market and of course there is fresh fruit and vegetables because it wouldn't be a farmer's market without it then if you pop in next door that's where the wine and cheese lives and you can go in and get amazing recommendations for whatever you need whatever you're cooking you can get some great wine Um, also check out the breakfast burritos if I say but that's the honest to goodness market if you are in Glasnevin uh, head up to the graveyard go to the woodies drive down the back Slaney Close is what you're looking for 
for an honest to goodness market is what you will find on a Saturday morning. Now, maybe you would prefer to stay outside and no judgment here. How about the Dunleary Folk Festival? Happens in the Pavilion Theatre from Monday the 22nd of August but it runs until Sunday the September Sunday the 11th of September you're going to have acts such as Maya Sophia Stevie Appleby Christy Moore Elazar Soul Neve Regan and also a whole host of international acts amazing international acts there is one um, event I would like to highlight that's happening down there it's um, listen to this for a title it's a fine thing to sing songs and singers from the Inish Owen Peninsula, which is just sounds so adorable straight off the bat. But it's the Inish Owen Traditional Singers Circle, and they are presenting a documentary by award-winning filmmaker Bob Gallagher. Now I know Bob, I know his work. His work is absolutely top-notch, and this is going to be something special. What he has done, he's been weaving together archival footage, interviews, and performances from the likes of the Henry Girls, Ian Lynch, who's from Lang and Ye Vagabonds. The film transports the viewer to the peninsula for an in-depth look at local songs, community archive and the continuity of tradition. Like that just sounds divine. But the best thing about this screening is that it will be followed by a traditional sing-song led by the Inish Owen singers and, get this, it's open to all, including beginners. So if you've ever fancied heading down to a trad session, bringing the baron or the tin whistle and having a bit of a sing-song, then this might be a good little introduction for you. This is going to happen in the Pavilion Theatre in Dunleary on September the 11th. It starts bright and early at 2pm. Uh, and tickets are seventeen fifty. Now, we're going to take a song from one of the acts who are playing the Dunleary Folk Festival. Now, it's not exactly new, but it is Irish. It is, it's from an album that shamefully passed me by when it first came out. Um, but I came to it, I came to it on the old al- algorithm. You know, when you're listening to something on Spotify and you're, you know, I was listening to the Mary Wallopers because like, you know, they're amazing. Uh, after the Mary Wallopers finished, Spotify threw this song at me and I stopped me in my tracks. I was like, who is this? And it's by a band called A Lazarus Soul. And it's quite a pretty... Uh, and quite a depressing little Irish song. Uh, it's called Black and Amber. Have a little listen to this. They will be playing the Folk Festival on Sunday the 28th of August. So if you like it, head along. Here's the song, Black and Amber. And the poor Elma, she hasn't got a penny. She hasn't got a penny and she's getting the kids ready. The poor Elmar and she's getting the kids ready. She hasn't got a penny to her name. And it's oh so lonely, always oh, left us on our own. Oh, down the black and amber treating strangers like their kings. And it's oh so lonely, always oh, left us on our own. Oh, we're sitting in the freezing, wonder what the day will bring. And the dar out there, and he's sinking one of many. He's sinking one of many, and he's sinking one of many. The dar out there, and he's sinking points of plane. The smoking twenty major with the change. 
And it's oh so lonely, always oh, left us on our own, oh, down the black and amber, treating strangers like their kings. And it's oh so lonely, always oh, left us on our own, oh, sitting in the freezing, wonder what the day will bring. And the mare out there, and she's working night to morning. She's working night to morning, and she's working night to morning. And the mare out there, and she can't afford a yawn, and she doesn't have a washer to her name. And it's oh so lonely, always oh, left us on our own, oh, down the black and amber, treating strangers like their kings. And it's oh so lonely, always oh, left us on our own, oh, we're sitting in the evening, wonder what the night will bring. For he come home senseless, and we know that we will suffer, we know that we will suffer, and we know that we will suffer. He come home legless, and he after a fish supper, and he doesn't hold a title to his name. And it's oh so lonely, always oh, left us on our own, he oh, down the black and amber, treating strangers like their kings. And it's oh so lonely, always oh, left us on our own, he oh, we're sitting in the freezing, wonder what the day will bring. And it's oh so lonely, always oh, left us on our own, he oh, down the black and amber. That was Black and Amber by a Lazarus Soul. Now... Keeping up with things to do around town this weekend, we have Angel Luis Gonzalez in studio with us. He is the director of Photo Ireland Festival, which is happening in Dublin Castle until August 28th, which is an amazing, huge festival showing hundreds of pieces of photography, of contemporary photography, uh, which I really think you will all enjoy. Images are all we have. When you walk into a fantastic exhibition up in the print works in Dublin Castle, these are the words that you are faced with instantly. And when I say it's a huge exhibition, I mean it is huge. It is brought to you by Photo Ireland Festival, which is an Irish cultural organisation. Um, and it runs an exhibition space, a bookshop and a library called the Library Project in Temple Bar, Dublin. But at the moment and until August 28th, if you go up to the print works in Dublin Castle, you will find so many amazing contemporary Irish photographers on display there. And I am absolutely delighted to be joined by the curator, director, organiser, founder, Angel Luis Gonzalez. Thank you for joining me, Angel. Pleasure. Thank you for, for having me. You're very welcome. So tell me something now, because photography is my world. I love it. I love photography. Um, and I take myself out of Ireland, and I have done for the last maybe 10 years, to see massive photo festivals like Photo London and Parry Photo. So I was delighted when you started this because it's right here on our doorstep. Um, tell me now, this program that you have created, how many different photographers do you have involved this year? Okay, this year is a very, very particular project. So uh, we, we will never be looking at uh, numbers, but more about the quality or the, uh, or, you know, the, the specific uh, project, whatever is needed. Uh, in this year is a survey on, on on the practice of photography in Ireland, on arts practice. So we wanted to be quite thorough, and um, the, the main exhibition has uh, around two hundred artists, um, and we are presenting three hundred artworks, and it's yeah, it's the biggest survey that has been done to date. And with this particular approach as well, you know, looking at art arts practice, no, not photo history. Uh, which basically basically mean that um, 
uh, we have uh, presented for the first time a really comprehensive um, list of uh, individuals uh, that have been working in um, in Ireland from the 80s, from the late um, 80s on, onwards to, 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 to today. Recently, I mean, sorry, the late, the most recent one is uh, the graduates. So yeah, yeah. So it is a really it's a, it's a comprehensive list of current practicing. Irish, well, you know, Irish kind of um, associating or Irish living here photographers. Um, I think that's quite unusual to find because usually when you go to museums and galleries and you look at their photography collection, you know, sometimes their photography collection is quite small or quite poor or quite um, old, I guess, you know. Um, So I think that's what, what makes your space somewhat different is that there is just all this brand new, exciting work. Can you tell me as well, how do you how do you select the work? Who do you where do you find these photographers? Like, do we have enough photographers in Ireland? Do we like do we have when you're when you're going to select these amazing contemporary photographers to include in your in your exhibition in this in this incredible festival? Do we have enough for you to pull from to get two hundred amazing artists? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, this, uh, but again, this this is a, a whole survey, so uh, the, the whole purpose was to try to include uh, everyone. It's been a a project that has run for two years. We have uh, um, um, contacted uh, all arts organizations uh, that we believe they had an arts uh, collection um, to see whether they had uh, photography in their collections. We have uh, researched uh, also the colleges. We have researched uh, a number of institutions to, uh, to because also the exhibition is not just a way for us to evidence the, the, the artists that are there, but it's also a way to acknowledge the fact that photography is in the national collections um, and that is uh, uh, represented um, better as uh, time passes and in the last uh, years there's been a big push to to acquire uh, photography um, from the Arts Council and from the National Gallery in mm. particular. Uh, so the, the, um, I think there is a big catch-up to do but still um, a lot of the works are coming from the national collections. So that and then also uh, doing research in Nival with uh, the help of my my colleagues um, and in other uh, archives. Nival is the National Irish Visual Arts Library, so basically um, uh, NCID uh, uh, has an arm that collects all the femera, everything that has to do with the arts. So you, so somebody like us can come after and do research. So we have also access to uh, all publications and magazines, and we can tell, oh, look, in 19, 1990, there was an exhibition in Project Art Center, and this was the photographer. Okay, so let's, communi- let's communicate with this photographer, and let's uh, represent him or her in the um, in the exhibition. So that has been quite a, quite a long process. And uh, yeah, this the this was not meant to be um, to, to be taken quite lightly. Like it's a huge responsibility to, to to say that you are doing a survey exhibition uh, and then to present like forty or fifty artists. You know, it's not uh, it's not the way that we think mm. uh, things should be done. So it was a, a little bit ambitious. Um, also, we had the opportunity of using the Printworks for two months, uh, thanks to OPW um, in Dublin Castle. So yeah, I think that um, that kind of like uh, um, motivated us to do uh, to go nuts yeah. and to uh, to be quite ambitious on the on the reach. And I think it shows as well when you walk in, you're faced with just all this, all this work, and it's from different genres across, you know, different fields and from so many different perspectives and different age groups and different types of people are showing there, which is great. You've got some brand new work um, from an actually from a, from an old college lecturer of mine, uh, Brian McGee.
McGee, who I uh, studied under in Kalash de Dulik, who I absolutely adored at the time. So it was great for me to walk in and see his work. His work, um, he has a piece called Anna's Notes, in which he shows us a world through his young daughter's eyes. So he's been capturing the notes that she communicates with in her little gorgeous, like childlike writing. Well, it's childlike because she is a child. Um, it's so... I guess it's so innocent and raw and kind of often funny and it brings you right back to being a child and he takes these beautiful, intimate portraits of her just being herself. And, you know, the notes, um, he's kind of captured these these gorgeous notes that sometimes she would slide under the door and one of them particularly struck me. It says, Dear ma'am, I'm upset about when you die because I was thinking about all the good times we've had and then I thought, when you die, I'll have no one to hang out with. Love, Anna. Like that just floored me. That's an adorable kind of nostalgic, romantic body of work. And that's 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 a new work that's never been shown before, right? Yeah, we have been um, in conversation around this work for, for quite a while. And um, I proposed him to show it uh, during the festival and to have this, this sort of like solo show within the main space. And the idea, I mean, initially it was... Uh, it, it was tricky, or you know, we were kind of to find out how to how to show this work in a way that um, se- separated his personal work from the notes, uh, but also that there was a need for some sort of interaction. So we actually consulted with the uh, Children's Council of the Arts um, of the Arc, sorry, mm. the Children's Council of the Arc, which is uh, um, know, um, a body represent, um, constituted by uh, by kids, um, mm. and these kids are. Help the arc um, to to program bottom up rather than uh, you know top down, so they inform the decisions. So the, uh, we we play we work with them uh, in 2019 just to find out uh, and, and to converse about the idea of the museum. And this year we brought them in to um, to converse a- around how uh, was the best way to display this work. And you know through that conversation, some ideas uh, came uh, came out. Um, one of the, one of them was the sense of actually being able to respond or to add to Anna's notes. So you have Anna's notes, and they make you think about uh, your own um, issues, and then you can write something and put it in the wall. And we are totally flooded with notes now. We have to collect them, and uh, I think Brian's going to do something with them in the future. Uh, so the, the response has been quite quite great, and this is uh, by people of all ages and sizes. So it's um, it's that yeah, that's a really playful, uh, it's a lovely inter- interactive yeah. interactive kind of key element to the to the entire exhibition. I think. Um, so that's work by Brian. You also have, I mean, it's not just photography on the walls that that is showing at Photo Ireland Festival. You also have book launches. Am I right? And then there's videos. So talk to me through about what else we might find if we go down. So there's a number of uh, uh, book launches program throughout the month. Uh, we already had like uh, two, I believe, and there's one more coming. Uh, Brian Tillin uh, later on in in August. And uh, in terms of uh, the program, there has been a number of talks already, but certainly we have uh, the think tanks coming up, which are they are focused for, to maybe a more um, academic uh, audience. However, they are um, they have different elements that may may be um, appealing for the general public, um, and then uh, there, there's a, a series of artist talks th- uh, almost every weekend throughout the mm. uh, the festival. So that kind of complements the um, and this is out some ideas, you know, from the from the from the projects and allows the general public to kind of get to know a bit more about 
each of the the, the projects. Um, Great. And, and come here, so it's, it's Photo Ireland Festival, it wasn't just born out of nothing. It's not just random. You've been involved in the Irish photography scene for years now, and particularly in your your space down in Temple Bar, the library project. Mm-hmm. Now, the title is the library project. It's not actually a library, is it? It's not just like your, you know, your Dublin City Council library where you get a membership card, we rock it and we borrow some books. It's much more than that, right? So what is it, you know, tell me a little bit what I could find if I toddled down to Temple Bar into the library project. Okay, the library project is an art bookshop. It's a place where we put photography in context. So uh, we were um, invited to use that space as a month residency in 2013 to show our collection of photo books. Uh, something that we have been collecting for years. And uh, in doing so, um, we realized that 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 space has something special in Temple Bar, right beside the Temple Bar Bar. It's a tourism uh, ground zero, you know. Mm. Um, So there is some there is some potential. There was some potential. And so we thought um, we, we requested to become tenants and um, uh, suddenly uh, f- from uh, these guys that run a festival that have a library now, they, they are trying to uh, open a, a space so as a bookshop uh, because they have to pay the bills. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this, this sort of challenge, um, uh, not only to run a bookshop, but to maintain uh, the stock and all, all that, uh, that was not uh, our background. But over the years, we managed to uh, to bring the, the space into a, a nice um, a nice place where you can actually get, uh, right now you can get to uh, find all sorts of publications from all over the world and most importantly from all the artists and, and galleries, uh, big and small, from uh, Ireland. And um, that has happened, uh, you know, evolving from that idea of uh, a photo book uh, space to uh, bringing uh, or placing photography, as I was saying, in the context of the arts. So there is still a library there. Um, but the library is upstairs in the mezzanine and it's a photo book library, it's our collection. Uh, the, uh, right now, we have, I think we had over 5,000 um, items in the collection. And these are really hard to get books. There are most of them collector's items or they're uh, maybe, mm. maybe the only copies in the country. So it's nice complement to the uh, university libraries and the public libraries. So if some curators, artists, uh, or the general public wants to do a bit of research, they can they can uh, book a time and go to the library. Wow. So the, it, it's a weird thing that our uh, collection of books that was called the library project gave name to the bookshop. But if you think about it, everybody's um, collection of book is always going to be a library project. So that's where the whole idea uh, came from. That's so nice. That's lovely. And um, so so you have this huge collection of photo books. And, you know, I love photo books. I love collecting them. But, of course, they can run into the hundreds, if not thousands, for first edition and for signed copies. And they're beautiful pieces of artwork in themselves. Um, Which leads me to talk about what you did during lockdown. So in 2020, like most of us, we were kind of... um, floundering a bit and just nearly drowning and la 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 and we were all looking for new challenges new things to do you launched a journal called over am i right which and i'm borrowing this from your bio critically focuses on aspects over often overlooked that affect the discipline zooming out to observe the whole scene to analyze what exactly is happening what power relationships are at play Uh, that's just fantastic that is so strong and it's just Something that I think the photography world in Ireland is crying out for. So you're on your second edition, right? You're, you're, it came out at the end of July there to coincide with Photo Ireland Festival. What do you hope to achieve by bringing out a new publication into the world? Um, this this is a publication that actually we, we wanted to to uh, produce in 2010 when we, when we started the festival, but we had to choose. 
and we chose the festival. So, and I, I'm actually very happy that we didn't do it because now it has a very different uh, approach um, and it's informed by all our uh, practice over the years. And that's why this uh, magazine is trying to look at the not only the, the beautiful portfolios and you know the fairs and festivals, the output, but also about uh, what is the context in which these arts are, are happening. So we are, uh, we talk about labor, uh, for example, in the last uh, uh, issue that is uh, one of the artists, one of a French artist, uh, Camille Lebec, she uh, made statistics about her, um, um, how she, um, in terms of like applications and uh, and feedback from uh, um, uh, from those applications and grants and whatnot. So you make a, a series of statistics so you can get to see uh, success uh, and failure in terms of percentages, and you get a you get a really good sense of what happens. You know, so for other artists, uh, this this is very important to know that uh, actually most of the time you're going to fail in terms of like uh, applications, and that's just part of the your administration work. Um, but that's not taught in the school or in uh, university. So. Um, so yeah, there's, I think uh, from that to, to other issues that you know the, the, we will come up now in in the in the coming uh, issue three, uh, and with the new website being launched uh, later in, in in August, we have been struggling with the website, just like going through uh, design studios and not being able to get what we wanted, and now we are super happy, and it's coming out. Um, so, but Over Journal really is about um, staying critical. I think the, 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 that's the motto, you know, stay critical. Um, what does that mean? It means that you are you never accept uh, what you're giving without having uh, a second uh, analysis, you know, of that information. Whether it's a photograph, whether it's a, a, a press release from an organization, whether it's the Irish Times article. Obviously, that is probably the best way to behave in life. Yeah. Um, but it's certainly, when it comes to um, to supporting your own practice, uh, that is uh, super important. So. Um, and actually has been uh, very well received. We have uh, we were super lucky that um, the magazine uh, was uh, um, that is distributed by uh, an organization that is bringing us all around the world. So we are from LA to Singapore. Um, you know we are available and um, and yeah, I think the that sort of that philosophy that we are uh, working on um, has been yeah. Also connecting us with other organizations. So, for example, Photo Museum Antwerp has uh, their own magazine that also launched uh, just uh, around our time. It's called Trigger, and it's, you know they we're doing actually quite, something quite similar. So it's interesting to see that we are, we are at a par, or you know. At, yeah. Um, having, having I think that's exciting for us as a small country yeah. to see that our our work and our publications and the work that you're doing is on par with mm. someone like in in Antwerp and you know mm. that we are out there affecting the international market, which is fantastic. Um, so for anyone who's listening here now who is a photographer and who might somewhat fancy themselves being listed in a survey of contemporary Irish photographers in Ireland in the future, um, apart from um accepting the fact that you might fail at some point in your life and the fact that you have to make applications and that they might be rejected. Would you have any personal tips from your own practice as to how someone could make that jump from being maybe, you know, a part-time photographer into being an artist? Hard work and perseverance and um, a lot of networking. I think going to festivals uh, is very important if you have some good work to show. Um, I think... um, uh, what I've seen anyway, the first, the very important first step is sort of like a moment of self-reflection, uh, being aware of the 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 place, uh, your place in in the arts, you know, and whether you need to um, improve this or that, or whether you know where exactly do you sit, and uh, and if there is 
are there any other doing exactly what you are doing? Um, but certainly, w uh, once you are aware of and you uh, perfect your thing, whatever that is, um, it's important to bring it out there. And going mm -hmm. to festivals, I think, is a is a very nice first step. But also meeting your local curators, and uh, you know, you don't need to travel abroad. And uh, having one-on-ones with people that maybe um, maybe able to help, uh, having a sustainable practice as a photographer um, beyond the commercial or the profession, um, I think it's possible if you are able to um, communicate properly your your ideas to mm. grant aid funders like the Arts Council or or, or any other city council um, beyond Dublin. I think I think that's tough. I think you know having a sustainable practice as a as a fine art photographer is one of the hardest things a lot of artists face. You know, I mean, I personally I pick up a lot of commercial work because if I wanted to do what I wanted to do, no one's going to pay me for it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, that's that's a, that's a, that's a given. You have to, but I mean, we have the fortune that we can actually keep doing that as much as you know um, yeah. trying to uh, you know we don't need to kind of like hang down uh, I mean put put the camera down and, and uh, start to paint a wall um, to, to earn a living you can actually make money with the camera and I think that's the challenge as well of photography that it has always that duality and that's the way it's taught in college you know you have always this uh, sort of confused idea between the profession and, and, the, and the arts practice but I think uh, it's possible to do it uh, I just think that uh, you have to really go to the mountain and you know have a m meeting with yourself and figure out exactly what is it that you do. And I've seen some people doing this, um, you know, quite heavily. I mean, quite heavily, quite deeply, you know, mm. in very interesting ways. Um, perhaps Jean Curran is, is a really good example. Uh, somebody that uh, at some point kind of like disappeared from my radar. I, I kind of like, what, what is she doing? Um, and few years later she came back with this work she's, she's uh, probably one of the only ones uh, in the world doing um, dye transfer printing and um, she took that technique on board you know doing a lot of research spending a lot of hours in the in the dark room and uh, spending a lot of money and eventually she's come back with a, a way of working that is uh, super niche and super interesting and she's uh, collaborated with the uh, Hitchcock or rather, got to got the rights from the Hitchcock uh, Foundation to work on um, with some photograms from the some Vertigo movie, uh, and she has working now with other films, and now she's moving on to some personal work as well. So, like you know, that sort of process of like again, you know, sort of like sitting down, um, focusing on what is exactly that you want to do, sharpening, and then going to the world and tell them, hey, uh, this is what we do. That's fantastic. So just taking a little breath, finding out what you want to do, yeah. go away and master it and then just, yeah, try and figure it out. I mean, that's beautiful. Um, Angel, thank you so much for taking the time to come and join me today. Um, we're looking forward to seeing the end of the festival right up until the 28th of August. Uh, if people want to see some of it, they can go into the Printworks. Um, also, if they go to photoireland.org and of course, if they want to shop for some amazing photo books, they can head into the library project um in temple bar um well thank you so much for taking the time and coming into us today pleasure thank you and uh, have a nice festival you too that was speaking to me live in studio was angel louise gonzalez uh, if you'd like to find out more about photo ireland festival you can go onto their instagram or have a look at at photo ireland and you can find out all about the amazing photographers that you need to catch up with Things up a little bit. We're going to have a tune from Merley. <laughs>
Let's liven things up a little bit. We're going to have a tune from Murley and Jafaris. Murley, of course, is in Russ Angano family, who won the Choice Award a few years ago. And he's teamed up with Jafaris for this bit of a banger. This is Rocks. You feel me? Yeah, I got you, Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> we do this, though. Get me. G.I.C. Seen ups and downs in my lifetime, never hit a rock like this one. Falls in love cause I lost, but I never got a crush like this one. Arms wide open, I found on my knees, but I trust not this one. I'm but a stick to my memories, man, I can pass on this one. I can't go back. Stick to the plan, let the years go by. Question marks on my mind all night. I don't even know what I ever got right. Seems so near, but I can't go there. Still, I owe this shit for the love he shared. All this pain wanna take my life. How can I sleep with my mind in the fight? Daily mental battles in my local. Intrusive thoughts in my local. Pills and pills in my local, but the man them I never die vocal. There's serious addiction in my local, disturbing violence in my local, all sorts of abuse in my local, but the gal I never die vocal. Seen ups, seen downs in my lifetime, never hit a rock like this one. Foes and lovers I lost, but I never got a cross like this one. Arms wide open, I found on my knees, but I trust not this one. I'm but a slave to my memories, but I could pass on this one. Seen ups and downs in my lifetime, never hit a rock like this one. Falls in love was a loss, but I never brought across that this one. Arms wide open, I found on my knees, but I trust not this one. I'm but a state of my memories. She said, I'm an actual slave on the run, so don't you get bossy around me. Twelve years in my life in the field, you nobody makes a movie about it. Always had a big Mac on my back, so everybody thought I was loving it. Even had a few A-list on my team, but Ed was the only one sharing it. I used to make hits like pop songs. Nowadays they get shown like duck tongues. Come my soul got pushed by top ducks. For they live with me already, then they moved on. No voice, so no choice. Just not an X on the invoice. With that, I hope to pull like an evil. Touch the sky, could down this evil. I woke up in need of a crutch. All I got was a big hand on my head. Been this way since I was at 12. Always had a reason to FML. It was bad enough going through all these L's. Now I see a man and I see hell like horrors. That's the man that took me home Pulled me in the back of the van and drove So by the hands I turned to for love You came to pull, I came to use You hoping to get loose, I'm trying to get you to help me find something new To electrify my soul Cause day and night I'm getting close so I'm bugging with you So please don't give me a better excuse Still ups and downs in my lifetime Never hit a rock like this one Falls and love was a loss but I never got a cross like this one Arms wide open I found on my knees but I trust not this one I'm but a slave to my memories but I could pass on this one Ups and downs in my lifetime, but I can't. Falls in love is a lost boy. That's a guy. Arms wide open, I found on my knees, but I trust not this one. I'm but a slave to my memories, man. I could pass on this one.
That was Merle and Jafaris with Rocks. But let's keep the pace going here and let's bring some more brand new Irish music in uh, and wake us all up. This is from a band called Melty Brains. Now, the reason I'm saying that is because there is a question mark at the end of their name, Melty Brains. Uh, They're back with their first track in four years. Now, I first saw these guys perform randomly in a church in Emma during a summer concert performance festival thing that was curated by no other than Killian Murphy. Now, if it's good enough for Killian Murphy, it's kind of good enough for me. Uh, when I saw these guys play live, though, they do like white jumpsuits, these masks, like Jackson Pollock style paint all over them. I think there was a fiddle on the go, loads of synths. It was a sight to be seen. Very artistic performance, but incre- incredibly energetic. Wait till you hear this. This is a song called Journey to From the Melty World. Um, the lads themselves say this track navigates a voyage across the microcosms on a journey of the centre of the self. So let's have a little look and see do we find ourselves on that journey. This is Melty Brains with Journey to and from the Melty World.
That was Irish band Melty Brains uh, with their song Journey to and from the Melty World. The lads will be playing the Button Factory on Saturday, the 17th of December. Tickets are €25 from no other than singular artists, of course. Now, keeping in tune here with Irish musicians... This is an artist that I've only just come to know. Her name is Ellen Murphy, but she goes by Lenny, L-E-N-I-I. She's just put out a brand new track called Knife. Now, Lenny has dual American citizenship and has spent much of her career in the United States. And I'm wondering if I can hear that in the song. I think I can. You guys have a listen and tell me. Um, But she came home at the start of the pandemic, home being County Cork, College Road in County Cork. And she lived, like most people, lockdown in her parents' house. <laughs> where she was writing bangers such as this. Have a listen to Knife. Wish me luck, don't do me any favours. Nice to my face and bitch brought me later. I sweet the sugars are poison is favourite. Now I'm sick to my stomach. Sick you being never hurt yourself and caught in my fall. Best friends forevermore like suicide squad. Almost the death of me convinced that I needed you.
about all we have time for today um what i would like you to do though is get in contact with me this is all user generated content i want to hear from you if there's something happening in your area that you think i should promote here do tell me you can email me spotlight at dublincityfm.ie or you can find me personally on social media ruthless imagery all one word, ruthless imagery on all accounts. That's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You can just drop me a message. Let me know what's going on. This is your show as much as it is mine. You can send me events, gigs, shows, anything you think I should be covering. I want to thank you all for listening to my very first show. I promise you, I will get better at this. It's a steep learning curve, but you know what? We'll get there together. Um, I'm going to play out with a track that I have chosen to be the theme of this show going forward. It's by a dear pal of mine, a man who actually saved my life once before. So if you're listening, you just never jump off a pier when you really can't swim, folks. Uh, Mark O'Brien, thank you so much for saving my life. Um, the artist's name is Royal Yellow. The song is Until, and it's taken from Mark's 2021 EP. You'll be hearing a lot of this on this show if you choose to stick with me. I will see you next week for more. Guramila, Slon.